Okay, can you say something different from happy? Happy is too regular. The spirit brethren. Something more interesting. How do you want the new year to be for you? What? An achieving new year. Mm, the profs. <laughs> what else? Prosperous new year. Awesome new year. Amazing, abundant new year. Yes? A successful new year to you in Jesus' name. A bright new year. Hallelujah. The year has started off on a powerful note, I believe, for everyone. And it will be a, a great year. It will be an amazing one. There's so much hope and expectation for year 2020, right? And for the decade ahead, our expectations will not be cut off in Jesus' name. Ask your neighbor, how was the holiday? And do you have testimonies? Do you have testimonies? Maybe we'll take one or two testimonies afterwards, right? Wow. Well, I am sure glad to be back because I missed everyone. I missed our faces. <laughs> but it's good to see us again, Love Assembly. So this um, beginning of every year, most communities, most, um, you know, churches and meetings talk about dreams, visions, goals, right? Set the goals, you know, and people have New Year resolutions and everybody's, you know, gearing up to create all kinds of things um, so that they can have the feel of the New Year. And this month, yes, we'll be talking about dreams and visions, but we're going to let the Lord just express to us and break it down in a very simple way. Is that okay? In a very simple way. So I've called this surrendered dreams. Surrendered dreams and visions. Praise God. Surrendered dreams. So Holy Spirit, have your way in this few minutes that you will really just bring your word, let your word come alive, address our needs, our situations. Lord, Father, communicate to our hearts your very mind for this hour. And let us not remain the same in Jesus' name. Amen. So Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. Now verse 2 is where I'm really going. And the Lord answered and said, write the vision. Make it plain upon tablets that he may run who reads it. He said what? Write the vision and make it plain that those who what? Read it will run. You see, you might have a vision, you might have a dream, but not everyone will run with it with you. I hope you know that. And up front, you need to know that you should not be offended, right? So this is one year to decide that no one is going to offend you. You will not be offendable, right? <laughs> it's better to settle it up front. It's better to settle it up front that you will not be moved, you will not be easily offended, right? 
you'll not be petty this year. You'll be courageous and you'll be strong because the Lord is on the throne and he's on your side and he's not about to be impeached because he's a forever God. He's forever and ever and ever. Praise God. And our destinies are tied to him. Hallelujah. So he said, make it plain. I believe that he said, make it plain, which means that um, you write it, it's like you communicate it, write the vision. You write it because you yourself, you don't want to forget. Right? You don't want to forget. That's why we have journals. That's why we have, you know, diaries and year planners. I think this is time all those things are really selling. Because you want to like, you know, of course we have our phones also to store and save um, things like that, but you want to really write. Writing is important. Write the vision. Make it plain, which means that you have clarity. You'll be able to understand it as time goes on. And that they will run, that he may run who reads it. So you are the one that needs to read it first. Hello? But in verse 3, it says, For the vision is for an appointed time. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. And this is very important. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. For the vision is for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, that means though it delays, wait for it. Because it shall what? Surely come. Let's have the scriptures up so that those who don't have their Bibles in front of them can read. <laughs> read, read, read. Praise God. Because it will what? Surely come in the end. And that is the challenge we have. Between the time that we dream or between the time we conceive a vision, you know, and the manifestation there is sometimes a gap, and it can be a very wide gap. And during that time, you might actually be confused. Hello, anybody been there? You might actually really be confused whether this dream is valid. Your dreams are valid. Don't, you might be confused because it looks like it's not coming to pass. In fact, it might look like the opposite is what is happening. So you might really second-guess yourself. You might really think that... Okay, maybe that dream was not from God. Maybe I just cooked up something. Hello? I like to say hang in there. Let's take a moment to look at Joseph. Because really, you don't really work up a dream. A dream comes to you. A dream comes to you. All right? Of course, if it's a bad dream, then that's not your portion. <laughs> you trash it. But if it's a good dream, you will know whether this dream is from God, all right? So, when you have a dream like that, you might want to, like, try and remember it and write it. And say, okay, maybe the Lord is trying to show me something. Now, let's look at Joseph. Joseph and the story is in um, Genesis 37. And verse 2, and it says, this is the history of Jacob. Jacob was his father. Joseph being 17 years old, 17, hello, you are not too young to receive a dream. 
And the young people said, Amen. Are you 17? <laughs> okay. He was 17 years old. He was feeding the flock with his brothers. So he was working. He was helping out. Yes. And the lad, that is Joseph, was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zippah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now, verse 3. Israel loved Joseph more than his, all his children because he was a son of his old age. Israel is Jacob as well. He made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they what? They hated him. They hated him. So uh, these things are real. It happened to people of old. It still happens today. And you are not the only one. All right? So if there are people hating on you, just know that you are in the right place. There's nothing wrong with you. Probably there's everything good going for you. You have a dream. Right? So Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers. And they hated him what? Even more. They hated him what? Because of what? His dream. So... Um, maybe I, do you want me to pray? You will not be hated in Jesus' name. <sighs> so if I say you will not have a dream in Jesus' name, everybody kept quiet. We don't want to be hated, right? We all want to be loved. But you don't have control over whether there's just one person out there hating on you, right? Because they do not, they haven't understood the love of God or Whatever they are battling with, they are battling with, right? Joseph's brothers battled with maybe low self-esteem or they battled with being unloved because it was obvious that Joseph was loved and they didn't feel loved and all of that and decided to project that on him. But it looks as if if you are carrying a dream, someone somewhere might hate on you. But that would not affect your dream. It will still come to pass. Praise God. No, don't keep quiet. I'm being real here. So if God gave you a dream, it will come to pass. I don't know about the timing, but I know it will come to pass. We don't know about the time lapse. And we're not shown many times the things that will happen in between. The journey we will go through, the challenges, the correction, the shaping of our, you know, character, the detours and the delays that will happen in between. We don't know how long, but there is a reality of life that we, we go through such, right? But the dream is valid and it will come to pass. So what are you supposed to do in the meantime? Go about your life as best as you can. Trust God. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not what lean on your own understanding. Don't try to like figure it out. If not, your brain will really almost want to burst because you'll be looking at it from various angles. Sometimes it won't add up. But in the spirit realm, it's adding up. You are on course. Amen. Jo Joseph... Even though there were detours, we know that because his brothers hated him, they found a way to what? To destroy him, to kill him. But because he was still carrying the dream, and that dream had to come to pass, they could not extinguish his life. 
They could not kill him. Amen. So adjust yourself and say, I'm here for the long term. Adjust yourself and say, I'm here for the long term. I'm here for the long run. Praise God. My dreams are coming to pass. Amen. So you're not going anywhere. Go about your life as best as you can. Live normally. Okay, live supernaturally. Wake up, eat, pray fast if you want to. Okay, go to work. Continue your life. The dream is there. You have written down the vision and you are thankful for it, right? But who is going to bring it to pass? So what's your business? I feel like saying mind your business. Your business is to wake up and go about life. Shine your light. Work. Let your light, you know, let your life be a blessing to other people. Go about. Do not worry about that dream. Amen. And so it's very important to encourage ourselves about this upfront, Because this is the month where, you know, everybody's raring to go. Our dreams and visions and all of that. And... It's a good attitude to have, but it's also important to, you know, rest in him. Rest in him. This year is a year of rest. And it's a year of, I call it a year of surrender. Praise God. My husband declared over our church in Nigeria, that it's a year of rest, and I key into that, and you can key into it as well. But I say a year of surrender, maybe because I know I need to really surrender some things to him. Everything. Anybody like that? So, and it's about in the same direction as well. So that's why I call this surrendered dreams. You really have to surrender your dream to God because you cannot bring it to pass. Joseph, I believe, had to surrender it. It's like, God, this is a great dream. Didn't it look like a great dream? It did, because in the dream, what did he say? And still that's in that Genesis 37, I think around verse 4 to 7. And he said, <laughs> so he told his brothers, and they hated him the more. He said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. It's like this guy wasn't getting it. That this guy, he wasn't understanding that his brothers hated him. He wasn't. He kept on, how do I put it? It looks like he just kept on like, you know, pushing himself on them. And there wasn't much love coming from them. But he wasn't really getting that signal. Maybe he didn't want to recognize it or he didn't understand that these guys were real haters. And you keep sharing your dream with them. And you keep going to them. And you've seen all the signals. This year, beware of red flags. Can you beware of the signals? Can you, I'm not like, be, I'm not saying be afraid of the red flags. But can you be at least acknowledged? Because when you have um, a check in your heart about spirit, about something, or you're not comfortable about something, you're not comfortable accepting that particular job, or you're not comfortable going down that particular road, can you please not force yourself to go that way? Sometimes you might just have a check walking down. It could be in the dark or whatever. And you're like, ah, I will not fear. The Lord is mine. But maybe at that time, the Lord does not want you to take that path. 
and you feel very uncomfortable. And if you force yourself to go, whatever you see, you're on your own. But that would not be our portion. We just, I just want us to be sensitive, pay attention to red flags. God has given us the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit and we have our intuition. It's a gift. And that spirit of discernment has been given to us. And wisdom is to use it. I don't know, why do we do that? Why do we do that often? You feel funny about someone or you feel funny about something, but you still force yourself to go. Why do we do that? Quiz. Anybody? Why? Why? Human nature. What else? You want to prove to yourself. Curiosity. <laughs> Insecurity. You want to prove to yourself that I'm brave. And yes, we should be brave and courageous, but you have to let the Lord lead you. We have to let the Lord lead us. Praise God. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord has to be leading you down that way. So, even if you walk in the valley of the shadow of death, he said he is with you. But you have to be sure that the Lord is leading you that way. Not you leading yourself. So, pay attention. Um, and, you know, even when we miss the way, we thank God that we can, you know, um, turn around from our mistakes, we can take another route and say, okay, Lord, help me. So it's not something to now beat ourselves down, you know, and all of that, oh, I missed it, and all of that. But because life is a journey, and we are, this year more than ever before, we must learn to, you know, to hear him, learn to hear him, learn to discern. It's like to practice, you know, Practice the spirit realm. Practice living in the spirit. Right? You have to practice living in the spirit. So a baby, when a baby starts to walk, it takes a few steps, falls down. It will get up again. The baby doesn't just stay there and say, well, I'll never walk and just stay permanently there. No. Tries again. Right? So we have to keep practicing the things of the spirit. And don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. When you sense your time is up in a place, can you just move? Amen? Amen? Can you move? Why don't we move fear? Why don't we move comfort? Comfort zone. At least it's safe here. The one I know is better than the unknown. You know people think that way, right? You have to venture. For example, Abraham. God said to him that he should what? move. He should leave his people and move to a new place. And he did. He did. Praise God. He did. Move. You're not a tree. Don't stay stuck where you are. Hallelujah. Trust God. Trust God. There are new things. There are new dimensions he's going to take us into. But we have to take the step of faith. We have to trust him. How do I know my vision or my goal is from the Lord? Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. I believe that that scripture 
Um, if we do the first part, it says delight yourself. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, we will align with him. The more we delight ourselves in him, I believe the more we will be able to think like him, the more we'll be able to function by him, like him, and our desires will be like pure. They will be pure. They'll be almost like, you know, from the mind of God. So you would not be able to really say, oh, this is just something I cooked up. Hello? As we delight ourselves in the Lord. And obviously, any goal that is about making, uh, when you check out your goals, is making someone's life better. It's making the world a better place. Creating something. Hello? So if you, for example, want to create an app where the tech people in the house, so you want to create an app, that app, if it's solving a problem, then it's okay. Praise God. It's not sin. It's not, you know, because you pray over it and you believe that it's God that even gave you that wisdom. All these things are to make life easier and better for us. Praise God. So this year, we will delight ourselves in the Lord. Amen. We would delight ourselves in love because, I mean, there is no, who else can give us joy? Who else can really delight our hearts like the Lord? Who really, really, I mean, <sighs> human beings will fail us. Not because they want to, but because they are human. And we also sometimes may not be able to even meet up to be there for maybe people we need to be there for. Sometimes, with all sincerity, not to talk about people who are not sincere at all. Hello. It is well. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is not a year to fear. This is a year to walk in what? Faith. So what are you to do when you're, you know, you have a dream, it has not come to pass yet. I said go about your life normally or supernaturally. Wait on God. Pray. Relax. Because there really isn't anything you can do about some things. Hello? So another country has been bombed on your behalf. What can you do about it? It doesn't matter right now what you feel about it, whether they were supposed to have done it or not. The fact is that it has been done, right? And if you think deeply about the repercussions, you might be what? Afraid, but thou shalt not be what? Afraid. Because he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And if you have a valid dream that is from God and you are carrying that dream, that dream must come to pass. A thousand shall fall to your side, ten thousand by your right side. No evil shall come near you. No plague shall come near your dwelling. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So don't imagine that Bombs are going to be falling, <laughs> you know. You are safe in the presence of God. Our lives are what? Hid in God, in Christ. So mind your business. Tell your neighbor, mind your business. The people that are in government, let them do their work. Do your own. Hello? If right now that's the strategy they have received that they should do, then let them do it. It is not your job. 
Hello? Is it your job? Are you the one in charge of the White House? So why are you worrying? Hello? So this year, you will mind your business. You will focus on your assignment. You will do that which is given to you. You will not be bothered about somebody else's assignment. Hello? You will pray for others, but you can't do their job for them. That's just the humbling thing. Each person has to do their assignment. So I am not going to lose sleep because it is not my assignment to be that person that is in the White House, right? I am in my house. And I think it's a brown house. So I will take care of that house. <laughs> and the, what I can do for the nation is to pray and play my part, right? So I shall not carry that burden on my head. Hallelujah. We know what our assignment is. We pray for those in authority. We pray for our leaders. We pray for our presidents. We pray for kings. We pray for our community. And we shine our light. We add good to the world. Praise God. Joseph continued to make a difference where he found himself. Right? I mean, he could have thrown a pity party like this dream I saw. The dream was a dream of greatness. And you see, I, I think <laughs> he was focusing and I think he was really excited about the fact that it looks like his brothers were going to bow down to him, right? <laughs> he said, we're all gathering sheaves and then your own sheave came and bowed to mine. So that looked like he was going to be higher than them, right? Yeah. And, um, but it, it speaks of greatness, right? But again, he didn't know what will happen in between. So when he was sold into slavery, what was he to do? He's like, God, this is the very opposite. <laughs> this is the opposite. But I declare that your life will make progress. In Jesus' name. And this year, more than ever before, when we look back in a year's time, this time next year, when we look, we will have great fulfillment. We will be happy. Our hearts will be full of joy. Because we would be, um, we would have shifted, we would have grown, we would have, you know, passed the tests set before us. We would have, you know, um, broken negative habits some more. Praise God. We'll have more love for his word. We'll be closer to God. We'll be able to hear him you know, better, and we will see manifestations of the things that he has told us. Praise God. Even if we don't see the whole thing, we will see portions of it. Amen. Because I don't know what the timing is for the dream he has put in your heart. But I know that he will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. And this year, our character will make it's, you see, when people, when we talk about greatness, it's people's character, it's their attitude that leaves a lasting impression on people. It's their journey. It's how did they, I mean, let's take people in business, for example, various businesses. 
that we see that have succeeded. We want to know the story, right? Because we want to know how did they come to where they are right now? And how long did it take them? And what were the challenges along the way? How did they weather the storms, right? And so we then have respect for them because we see things like, you know, great attitude, staying power, persistent, you know, fall down, get up again, kind of a thing. And I believe that our lives also will make great impact in Jesus' name. Especially to people who are out in the world. It's so important. And the Bible says, for you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, the Lord your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. I see God anointing you with the oil of gladness. When others are mourning or, you know, just saying there is a casting down, you, your, you will be full of, you, your life will be full of gladness. Your face will be, will reflect God's glory. It says the oil of joy instead of mourning, the oil of gladness above your fellows. But it says you love righteousness and hate wickedness. You love righteousness. You love right doing and you hate iniquity. And I believe that these are ways in which God will distinguish us and separate us from people that are in the world. But they will want to come to you. They will want to have what you have. Praise God. This is a year that our lives must impact people. I don't know about you, but this year I'm trusting God that people will come to the Lord through me. They will not even only through preaching, but through my life. How many people want that? Just people just observing your life. They will be drawn to Christ. Praise God. Because the fruits will be um, obvious. Hallelujah. The fruits will be obvious. Thank you, Jesus. I'm praying that this year, you'll find people who will run with your vision. You'll find people who will support you in whatever the Lord has told you to do. Hallelujah. Because there are different categories of people, but there are still people who will run with because they are assigned to you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And whoever attacks you or is jealous, you will forgive them. Praise God. And you will let them go. Praise God. To do their own thing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we, we thank you. We, I'm trusting God that he will give us specifics this year. Specifics. It's good to be able to go further and get some more details from him. And in the times of old, he did it, and he still does do it. When we wait and we take time to ask, you know, Noah had a dream or a vision was, you know, planted in his heart, and that was to do or to build an ark that would save his family from the storm of life that was coming, his family and the animals, right? And whoever cared to join him. And it had never rained before. Can you imagine? The rain we experienced from time to time, it had never rained before. And the Lord was showing him that there was going to be a flood. So build an ark, you know, that will be, 
um, that will keep you safe. Amen. That will keep you safe. That will be for deliverance for his family. I think God always, you know, he always looks into the future. Because if you look at Joseph as well, all he went through was so he can even actually save his people. Because at the end of the day, when his brothers really came down and bowed down before him, though they didn't know it was him, because he had been lifted, and there was famine, and now they needed him. He said, go and bring your father, bring everybody. And that was how they settled in Egypt. And um, so he said to them, don't be afraid. When they realized that it was him, and they were afraid for their life, like, wow, this guy. <laughs> he didn't die, <laughs> you know. And he said, don't be afraid. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. He sent me ahead of you to preserve life. So what I see is when, when God gives us a dream or a vision or whatever, and uh, it's for the preservation, it's for to be a blessing to other people and even ourselves. So he wanted to save Noah. If Noah did not... Uh, pay attention to that vision, to the instructions. He would also maybe have perished in the flood, right? But God needed him out of it. Like those people were just like, he was like, I am tired of men, of people. <laughs> you know, God was, he said he was regretting that he made man. He would not have regrets over us in Jesus' name. And after that, he never did that anymore, right? wiped out everybody but he said he was going to start a new generation he was going to start something new with Noah so Noah got the instruction and the details I understand the details because as an architect I studied architecture for many years I spent like seven years in school up to master's degree and it's always in the fine details you have to design the building because if you don't design it properly, the builders and the engineers, what you draw is what they would build. And so if you draw nonsense, they build nonsense. There are details that you must really put on paper, even right from the foundation. If the foundation is wrong, the building will be wrong. So... He told him the kind of wood to use. He told him the dimensions. If you go and read the story in Genesis, the type of wood, the dimensions, the cubits, you know, the measurements. And he followed it to the letter. If he did not follow it to the letter, and the ark was now, okay, floating on the storm. After a while, water might seep in and they will sink. But they successfully were able to you know, survive the storm and float in the storm and all of that. Do you know there are people that were probably laughing at him when he was going inside that ark before it rained? Because he said, go inside the ark and shut yourself in and take the animals two by two. Praise God. Let them make fun of your vision. You will focus on your assignment. Praise God. And it would achieve what it should achieve. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what dream has been placed in your heart. I don't know what vision. I don't know what it is you are trying to accomplish. But I pray in Jesus' name that you will receive the details. You will receive direction. You will not be confused. 
And even in, when you don't know what to do, you will feel God's presence in the name of Jesus. Every day of this year, you will feel the presence of the Holy Spirit going with you. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed as you go to work, as you come back home. Every day of this year, in Jesus' name, all things work together for good for you because you love God and are called according to his purpose. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. We will not perish. Thank you, Lord. We will not perish. When the storms of life come, Lord, thank you because we are safe, O oh God to carry out your assignment. Thank you, Father, because we are the remnant. Thank you, Lord, because you will use us. Thank you, Father, for this great nation. Can we take a moment to pray for this land? Even Can we just take a moment to pray? Father, we thank you. Let's pray for the United States, even in the midst of all that is going on right now. Let's pray for the military. Let's pray for the troops. Let's pray for those who are being... Um, call back home from um, all those regions where there is war and thank God. Let's also pray for those who will be drafted, those who will be drafted to go out to war. Father, we thank you, Lord. These people are working for the safety and the security of this great nation. Father, we pray for the president. We pray for his leadership in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We may not understand many of his actions, but Father, we commit him into your hand because you say we should pray for kings and pray for those who are in authority. Oh God, give this man wisdom in Jesus' name. Give his cabinet, give his team and all the people that surround him your wisdom for this hour and for this nation, even this year in Jesus' name. Let this nation not fall from grace in Jesus' name. This is our duty and we stand, oh God, we stand in the gap for the United States. We stand in the gap for our cities. We stand in the gap for Georgia, Atlanta. We stand in the gap, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We declare in Jesus' name healing in this land. Healing, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We declare progress, O oh God. We declare your love will flow into the length and breadth, the nooks and crannies of this land in Jesus' name, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that you will really, really heal and get across to those who are de depressed and disgruntled in Jesus' name. Lord, heal those who are bitter, O oh God, and seek to take life unnecessarily in the name of Jesus Father we declare peace over our, our borders in the name of Jesus peace over our borders in the name of Jesus thank you Father thank you Father you are the governor among the nations we pray for our world in Jesus name we pray for our world in the name of Jesus Oh, we pray for our world in Jesus' name. We pray nations, rise against nations. But Lord, we declare peace in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray for all nations of the world, oh God. We pray for Nigeria. We pray for Kenya. We pray for nations where there are extreme poverty, oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord, because you bring solutions through people, Father. You give people solutions. You give wisdom. You give creativity, oh God. That lives will be better all over the earth, Father. And we thank you, Father God, that you will use your church, oh God. That the body of Christ, even this year, will rise up stronger than ever before in Jesus' name to take our place 
to take our place, Father God, to speak your love, to speak your power in the earth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The body of Christ will not be confused, Father God, but we will stand, O oh God, as your ambassadors, O oh God. And many will be reconciled to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, because you said in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be exalted above all other mountains. And all nations shall flow into it, Father. So we thank you for Mount Zion. We thank you for, the, for your house, Father, in the name of Jesus. That nations will flow into it in Jesus' name. They will say, come, let us go to the house of the Lord. Father, for they will see that upon Mount Zion there will be deliverance. Oh God, for there is no deliverance in the things that they have trusted in, for in all the mountains that they have put their trust, Father. Thank you, Father, because the body of Christ, even the leaders and everyone that is called by your name will take their place, Father God, in the name of Jesus, will take their place, oh God, for the harvest that is coming in Jesus' name. Thank you that we are light and will be that light in Jesus' name. Our light will not be put out in the name of Jesus. We will not fear what they fear, Father. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jehovah Sabaoth, the man of war. Thank you, Father, because you fight our battles and our victory up front is guaranteed, O oh God. We walk in victory, Father. Help us to live in the consciousness of this, Father, that we do not fear what they fear because we know you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I want you to speak into your own life this, this moment. Speak into your life. Just declare over your life the things that you want to see this year concerning your life, concerning you. Oh, thank you, Father. We see great things. I see great things. I see testimonies. I see healing. I see promotion. I see jobs. I see wealth. Just declare. This is not the time for your mouth to be closed because we're talking about your life now, your destiny. Just begin to declare. Just begin to declare. No need to be shy of the person beside you just begin to declare. Declare fruitfulness. Declare what you want to see. Declare that this is a year of success. Declare over your life. Declare and say, this is the year I will get married. This is the year I will, you know, if it's children you need from God, say, this is the year that I will have children. I am fruitful in Jesus' name. Declare God's word. Just declare over your destiny. This is your destiny. This is an opportunity that the Lord is giving to you right now to open your mouth oh God. Father, I declare, oh God, that your word is upon my lips, oh God. I declare, oh God, that your word is upon my heart continually. I thank you, Father God, because you anoint me with the oil of gladness above my fellows. I thank you, Father, because I am prophet of God, oh God, and your word will not fall to the ground unfulfilled from my mouth. I declare that I am a mother of nations in the name of Jesus. I declare, oh God, that solutions for nations are in me, oh God. And I thank you, Father. On the earth, great shall be their peace, oh God. 
the seed of the righteous shall be mighty on the earth and so I declare that the favor of God is upon my husband is upon my children the love and the favor of God is upon my household forever in the name of Jesus I declare peace and prosperity within my borders thank you father God give you praise so shall it be in Jesus name as you have declared this in the ears of the Lord so shall it be in the name of Jesus thank you Lord hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you for your word thank you father we are grateful in Jesus name amen Hallelujah.